It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is George Romero. You're listening to Zombie Cast. Hey, this is Dave Fenoy. The voice of Lee Everett, and you're listening to Zombie Cast. This is Greg Nicotero of The Walking Dead, and you're listening to Zombie Cast. I'm Sarah Wayne Callies, and you're listening to Zombie Cast. This is Laurie Holton, and you're listening to Zombie Cast. This is Danny Joe, and I'm listening to Zombie Cast. You better be listening to it, too. Well, you are if you're hearing me, so keep listening. Hi, this is Sid Haig, and you are listening to ZombieCast. That's why you can hear me, stupid. Yo, monkeys, it's me, DDP, Diamond Dallas Page, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion, and, of course, Billy Ray Snapper and Devil's Rejects. And you, well, you, monkey, you're listening to the ZombieCast. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Hi, this is Norman Reedus, and you're listening to Zombie Cast. Zombie Cast. You know me as Axel from The Walking Dead, and I'm here to tell you, zombie cast. Stay tuned in. Follow me. And thank you, Romero and Sid Haig and Norman Reedus and Lou Temple and everyone else in that okay. intro. I, I, that intro, was, I, I, I'm telling you, I love that intro, but holy crap. Sean's not here, so I'm going to say it. Needs to be cut down by four or five minutes. <laughs> That's like the whole intro. <laughs> Holy crap, that is long. I mean, it, it's longer than the intro to Game of Thrones, and that's pretty long. Wow, zombie, zombie cast, zombie, zombie cast. It's so long, I actually uh, took my headphones off and had a full conversation with somebody and then came back, and it was still going. Yeah, I have. I had dinner. I heard it start. I, went I, I, I got in the car. I, I went to the store. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I got went and got a haircut, came back, shaved, and it was about we were up to uh, Lou Temple, and I was like, okay, here we go. We're ready. I'm on time. Well, Sean's not here. I think he Matt said he was killed in a, a, a exploding vape incident or something. All I saw is Facebook pics. Uh, it was just actually just the pics were of smoke, smoke uh, and fire, and his face was horribly burned. But it yeah. smelled good, and that's all that mattered. It was well, a good flavor. It was a good flavor. Well, yeah, his hashtag was uh, up in smoke, but good flavor. Yes. Yeah. I recommend it. Always look on the bright side, that guy. Uh, Matt, we were talking before the show about uh, uh, the Friday the 13th game. And something that's interesting only to me is they've officially revealed what Jason looks like. And Jason goes to hell. If you remember, that was the most disgusting Jason. They've officially revealed what he looks like under the mask because of the Friday the 13th game. And this mm. is the official canon, and I, I sent a, a picture in the 
in the uh, the super the the, the, the oh. zombie cast secret chat, not the double chat. Okay. The regular, and I want you guys to take a look at this. I'm, I'm digging it. Take a look at it. You are. Is he cute? No. Yeah, are you sure? Yeah. Like you wouldn't like turn somebody on? Can I mean, horny Norma back people. again. <laughs> yeah. Oh look, he's beautiful. He had his full skull is revealed. I mean, it's look at his ear. Like Jason, I the guy. Muscles work like muscle. Um, Some people might here? think that's cute, though. They might find that a little sexy. What are you talking about? His ear. Is what? Norma, <laughs> go home. You're drunk. <laughs> this is disgusting. I don't know, Ted. You're you're kind of slamming this design. I kind of like it. What's well, well the, the the head bubbles? I don't get that. What oh, that's be- that's because in the movie, if you've seen Jason Goes to Hell, and clearly you should, it's the it's the it's actually the worst of all the Jason movies. Uh, he's been wearing the mask so long, it's his face has actually grown around the mask. Gotcha. Like it's disgusting. Like the mask is embedded, and his skin is now like growing over it, and that's mm. why the mask never comes off. And plus, he's only in, Jason's only in that movie for like ten minutes. Well, that's what all that shit is. That's where. The, the mask is actually adhered to his face. Can we put this pic in chat? They want to see it. They want to see his sexy earlobe. But this is the, the skin growing over it. In the in the Friday the Thirteenth game, which is coming out sometime this sometime early 2017, even though we're we're about done with the first quarter of 2017, we're waiting. Uh, they if you hit Jason hard enough, you can apparently knock his mask off. No. Oh. So they have every version of Jason of all time. So they had to come up with the Jason. <clears throat> goes to hell which is the only only version we never saw you see his face and all the other ones right and that's the official new canon so I, to me that's interesting <laughs> maybe not to you i, I dig it i dig i've always wondered what he looked like but i for some reason in my memory i feel like we've already seen that in you've one movie seen, matt you've seen his face in all of them they show yeah. his face every time he looks totally different and what's dumb is he looks totally different where like friday the 13th two three and four yeah take place on the same weekend they literally take place in the like in the same week, and he looks completely different. Yeah. So the next day, in 24 hours, his whole face totally changed. Like in three, he's like a scrawny guy with red hair, and then the next one, he has a pig. He's pit three. Three was Pigna's Jason, which is by far the most terrifying. Like literally, yeah, it'd be nightmares. And I mean, then the, we all go through these phases, right? We all change. It's probably we all go through horrific puberty or yeah. something like that. I'll, I'll show you. I'll show you Pigna's Jason. It's the. Uh, the spookiest of all the Jasons. Um, the spookiest of all. The spookiest of all. Sean's on here, and uh, I'm Ted, and this is Matt, and this is Norma. I don't, oh, yeah, I don't by the way, yeah, this is ZombieCast that you're listening I... to. Uh, this, the show where we stall for time while uh, Sean gets here. Yeah. Because we want to talk about this episode. We do. The show where we stall for time by uh, looking at pictures of Jason without a mask on. And then yeah. we, we want to talk about our, our sponsor as well. Well, this is related to the podcast because we're lining up to have uh, two of the creators of the new uh, Friday the 13th video game on the show. I would love to have them on because, I mean, you, you were, know me, I know everything about that. That's one series, Star Wars and Friday the 13th. I Isn't Adam Sessler one yeah. of the creators? He he yeah he worked on it. He's one of the main people. That's why the game better be good because he's been criticizing other people's games. Adam for... Sessler's working on a game. That's interesting. Yeah, that's what he's doing now. He's one of the he's one of the developers of Friday the Thirteenth. Hmm. Good for him. Like I mean I don't think he's not like computer program. No, but he's probably like creative something or other. So, yeah, and, I, and I, you know I got 
Yeah, and I got to be in the beta, and I was surprised because remember before it was kind of like, what the hell do you do in this game? Well, you know what? I was kind of digging it. It's kind of fun. Okay, but uh, take your word for that. And Kane Hodder's in there. You know, the the greatest of all the Jasons did all the motion capture. Nice. Uh, so pretty sweet. But that that picture I posted is the spookiest. That's part three, Jason, with the pig nose. He's intimidating. Let's look at him. Let's yeah. look at him. So uh, to describe this to the audience, uh, this is half his face looks like the skin's been torn off. The other half just looks plain, screwed up. And his teeth like even look troll. messed up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Matt, what happened there is uh, if you're a fan of the Jason Moore, you'll, you'll, know, you'll know that if you're a fan of the Jason Moore, Matt, <laughs> you'll know that Jason has a very iconic uh, slice in the top uh, left side of his his mask. There's a there's a, a slit in it, and that slit happened <clears> in part three because a uh, young lady mm-hmm. uh, hit him in the head with an axe, and that's what all the blood is down his face is from the the axe hitting him in the head. Oh, yeah. See, I, I did not I know got that. A yeah. yeah, I mean that that picture is a lot more creepier to me. Just seems really, I don't know, very real. Right. So this game's supposed to say, like you say, it's going to come out, uh, it's supposed to say early 2017, but it hasn't materialized yet. Yeah, we're getting, well, you know what, uh, it's still, I think it technically, it's er, it's still technically early until about June, because it's the first half. Yeah. But uh, uh, there's that, but the the greatest of all the Jasons was definitely Part 7 Jason. Now, Part 7 Jason, uh, which I will link you to that picture, I think uh, our our very own Sub-Z would agree that that's the greatest of all the Jasons. Um, what what else are we waiting for in terms of horror video gaming, though? I mean, we had a pretty good year with Resident Evil. Outlast Seven. Two comes out in a, like a month. Outlast Two, but I thought there was another big one coming out. Did anyone ever play Evil Within? I defeated no. Evil. Yes. Was it is it worth a go? Because it's like it's on sale for like fifteen bucks at uh, EB Games now. Yes, I finished it, and it was like pretty long. So yeah, I liked it. I did like it. I would love another Silent Hill, like a Silent Hill for PS4. Well, me, you know, we were supposed to get one of those with Norman Reedus, and you know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, that wasn't Silent Hill. That was uh, PT. Was no, was that Silent no? Hill? That was PT. Was this was a demo for Silent Hill? The That's game right. was Silent Hills with Norman Reedus. Uh, Prey. So, it's kind of a horror. No. So, Norma, uh, how horny? Because you've been talking dirty all night. How horny is <laughs> a picture of Jason here? Making right here. Well, I was being silly, first of all. I don't know. About, I don't that was just about a little that. weird. But, you know, my humor is lost on a lot of people because it's really not funny most of the time. But that's okay. But, <laughs> Way to um, sell it, Norma. <laughs> Before the show, everybody, Norma, we showed Norma the picture of Jason. She just started talking about how horny he was making her. I'm like, oh, Jason. Yeah, she's so been all weird for Jay. She wanted yeah, to smoke Jay. Oh, yikes. Yikes. That sounds, that sounds scary. Um... Mm. No, but honestly, I like the picture with him more as it looks more intimidating with the pig nose other than the one that you showed us before. Because I didn't realize that the um, that his skin was growing into the mask until you brought that up. Yeah, well, I'll tell you a story. When I was a child, uh, you know, I got into horror when I was pretty young because there was no limits on what you could rent back then. So me and my brother were always running up to – there was a place called the Movie Store. Literally just called the movie store. Yeah. And we would go up and rent a movie, and they didn't care, and we rented all the Friday the 13th. And part three 
it's like the end of three is probably in my top five scariest moments that most like messed me up when I was a kid. And it's him with the pig nose and the bloody head. I'll, I'll find the scene for you guys. It's pretty spooky, but it's, um, it's, yeah, it's just he runs out of this house and it's everything about it. Like that and, and, and Zelda from Pet Cemetery, which is on everybody's oh my goodness. spookiest. Yeah. Um, let's see. He's looking it up for us. I, I got it for you guys. This is horrible radio. But we're, we're waiting for Sean to talk about Walking Dead. Come on, Sean. Change, oh, we're waiting for Sean to uh, get his face put back on because it got yeah. He's Reconstructive you know, surgery, yeah. That's what they were trying, but, um, you know, the, what is it called again? The vape was starting to grow into his skin, so they decided to, you know, take a little longer to remove it. Have you guys ever seen, <laughs> I'm going to talk about something, like, let's talk about something before Sean gets here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Norma, you weren't into horror until you grew up, right? You got into horror recently. You're like my yes. mom. My mom yes. didn't like horror until she grew up. She, well, she was not allowed to watch it as a little girl, and then she grew up, and now she just can't stop it. She's watching all the gore and the blood and everything, and you were kind of the same way. So you did, did you have a moment you saw in a movie that, that scared you so bad when you were a kid it sticks out, like, years later? It's like, oh. like Zelda. Event Horizon. Oh, no. Oh, Matt, uh, that came out when you were 30. Don't be a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think I told you this, and you guys laughed at me, and that was Jurassic Park. I couldn't – I was 16 when I saw it. Oh, and that guy God. on the toilet getting eaten by the dinosaur really freaked me out. Uh, I was okay. so mad. The part and, – and that is a scary part, Norma. I was, I was creeped out too. The part in the animated film The Rescuers with the, the alligators – when I was five, that movie with the little mice in it. <laughs> when I was five, Aww. my parents had to write a note saying it's okay if my son doesn't watch this movie because for some reason our daycare used to play it all the time, and I just always got really scared of those alligators. So I, they Matt, let me tell, Matt, tell places. us about the time uh, you had to tell us about the time you ran out of the theater because of Five Old Five Old Goes West. Oh my <laughs> gosh! First of all, he, mouse like him did not belong in the West. He was not prepared to go to the West, and he mm-hmm. went there. And he lost his parents, A. Wait, again? When Five Old Goes West, I thought he did. He lost him in the first one, too. He lost him again? Well, Home Alone, he loses him like ten times. Why this is it is so true. inconceivable that a little rat loses? I don't remember the details, but I do remember he hooks up some shady crew in the West. He he dabbles with firearms and crooks. Oh, my God, I love the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> was, was the little Five Old like, have an actual, like, you know, because I'll tell you what I've been watching lately. I, I've gotten obsessed with Gremlins again. Oh, I love Gremlins. And I swear I've watched it like 30 times recently. Uh, and that is like the most definitive why the 80s were awesome movie. Because those little – it's like, it's supposed to be a children's movie. It's so dark. And the, by the end of that movie, the Gremlins literally are shooting each other with guns. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The bar, the bar scene is banana thinking, I saw this when I was three years old or something. And this was like, this was like, it's a little children's movie. Watch Gremlins. They're gambling and drinking booze and smoking. And then yes. they, out, they actually pull out guns and shoot each other dead. And it's just them having a, having a larf. That's right. And I remember, remember Problem Child? Oh my oh, gosh. Problem Child movies. There's, I, I think because every movie was allowed to, like, swear once, right? So right. some of these 80s movies, like, use their swear word, like, perfectly. I think in Problem Child, it's like they're on the roller coaster puking. I think someone just yells, shit! 
and everyone loved it. The, as a kid. the Transformers <laughs> animated movie said shit one time. Oh my god! Well, Gremlins, like, they, the Gremlins Optimus Prime stubs his toe. Sure. The Gremlins straight up murder people. And if that movie came out today, it would be like all baby, like pussified. Of course, they, but they the rating murder. was different back there because they didn't have PG thirteen, so it was either PG or rated R. Right. right? That's before the ratings changed. I watched Gremlins when I was little. We rented it from this place called Errol's. And um, I was eight. And my parents, and you know, if this been in this day and age, I'd be in trouble too. But I was eight years old and they left me home alone. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to watch this movie by myself. And I was scared out of my mind. <laughs> I stopped <laughs> watching <laughs> it. <laughs> Well, you know what? Me and my buddy, we went to go see Species, and we were like 13. So we got kicked out of Species, so we went to go rent Crash. The, uh, Wait, why'd the you movie. get kicked out? Because you were underage, or were yeah. you misbehaving? Well, we were underage, and they we were two 13-year-olds watching Species or something like that. I think it was pretty obvious. So then we went and rented Crash, which is the movie about like people having car crashes and having sex on top of cars directly afterwards. And that screwed us up, because we're like, this is nothing that we were expecting. Can you imagine? Well, I've been through that. <laughs> I had to, um, my friend, she was four years younger than me, and she's like, my mom says I can't go watch this movie without, an, you know, somebody who's older, but she doesn't want to go see, gosh, who's calling me? Um, and I'm like, okay. It, 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 uh, it's probably, I think it's Jason Voorhees, Norma. He heard you're hot for him. He's calling for a date. It just might be call, like. Call, he's, calling, he's calling for a date. He's on Twitter. He's so, gosh. Okay, Jason, I gotta unplug Jason, this. I gotta tell you this. Jason story. loves young hot ladies. I don't know if you've seen those movies. Holy Put crap! Put your plan a date with Jason. Uh... Hello. Yellow. So I was like, okay, I'll go. And I said, well, what's the movie? And of course, I wasn't paying attention to the. Um, to the trailers and stuff, she's like, it's called Body of Evidence. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Well, little did I know what Body of Evidence Madonna, is about. Is that the Madonna movie? It is with um the guy that plays, oh, Pharaoh. Willem Dafoe. Yes, thank you. And I'm like, what am I watching with a bunch of 13-year-old kids right now? Like, yeah. I was in total yeah. shock because it wasn't just my friend and her girlfriend. They met up with a couple of little guy friends of them. I'm like, I am really uncomfortable right now, and we're totally watching. There's the, there's the scene where she's lying on the ground, like with her hand, her hand is in inappropriate places, mm. and it just goes on and on and on. That, that's that was what Donna is trying to be Sharon Stone, and she's no Sharon Stone. No, she didn't really play it off too well. No, that was her, that, that was a basic instinct rip off with Madonna trying to capture. Like Sharon Stone has not made that many movies, but. That was a basic instinct of pretty pretty iconic, mm-hmm. you know. Absolutely. And she she did that thing perfectly, whereas Madonna was doing a cheap knockoff. Madonna was just trying to be not what's the word for it trashy. <laughs> yeah, and it, just it's like Matthew Lillard said in Scream. He said he said your mother thought she was Sharon Stone or something, and trust me, your mother was no Sharon Stone. <laughs> but uh, scariest yes. moments going back to that. Yeah, Gremlins was pretty amazing, but I want to talk about a movie. I don't know if y'all have seen it, which is one of my favorite movies ever. Y'all, have y'all ever seen The Elephant Man? Yes. No, the new one? Favorite. The oh. new one? There's a new one? Did they do a sequel? Huh. Elephant I Man? I thought there was a new one. 
No. I'm going to think of that one where the teenager died? has a weird face. You're thinking a mask. Right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. The Elephant Man was a movie that, like, I, I watched that movie about as much as I watch Gremlins because I just love it. But it's a movie that I saw it when I was a kid. It's like PG, and it's really a sweet movie. It scared the living crap out of me as a kid because he looked so freaky. He looked so scary. It scared me worse than anything in the world. And I've always had a special place for that movie because, like, for years it haunted me. Like, God, that movie was so scary. And then I was, like, 16 or 17 and homesick from school. And, like, it was, like, 10, 11 years later. And, like, they're, like, coming on next on Cinemax, The Elephant Man. And I was, like, oh, my God, it's this movie that's haunted my dreams for (laughs) – And I was, like, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch this movie. I got to get past this. And I watched it. And it broke my heart because I was I was older and I was not afraid of it anymore. And it just it just made me want to fall on the ground and cry. So if you've never seen I, you know, Matt, maybe if you'd like to see it, it can it uh, it can be on Matt O'Flix in about two hours from now. Um, Tremendous movie It was nominated for Best Picture back in 82 and it lost to Ordinary People, which is another fine movie. But my mom was in Ordinary People. She was in it. Yeah, she was an extra in Ordinary cool. People. <laughs> oh, really? Well, that's a, well. Your mom is in a Best Picture Academy Award winner. Yeah, she's an Oscar Award winning extra. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of Oscar me. winners, speaking of Oscar winners, uh, I saw I watched Moonlight. Yeah, uh, have you seen Moonlight? I haven't, but uh, after your rave reviews and it winning an Oscar, I think that's one I should probably hunt down. I watched Moonlight and. Uh, I tell you what, first first 15, 20 minutes, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to watch this. By the end of that movie, ri- riveted. Riveted. Really? Yeah. Okay, good. It's got, uh, what's his nuts from, oh, tons of stuff. He was in Luke Cage. He played, uh, oh, one of the first main baddie in Luke Cage. He's also in uh, House of Cards. It's Norma, just, help it's, me out it's here. It's a movie that's it's very low-key. It's movie? subtle. And it's just, but the last thirty minutes, there's, it's just, you have to see it to get it. It just absolutely, at the end of the movie when the credits rolled, you're just like, I don't know, I, I felt like, I felt, you know what, I, I was moved, Matt. I was moved. Where he was in House of Cards. Where else did you say, Matt? He was, uh, he's the black dude in House of Cards, and I can say oh, that because Remy? there's not many black. He was dudes. also yeah. in. Uh, oh, I don't know his name. In he was also in Hidden Cage. Figures, and he, and he's uh, in tons of stuff right yeah. now. And he was. Well, in he, uh, he's a good ass actor. Is the guy's he's the main really guy? Let's let's find his name so we're not like insulting the dude by uh, saying best how good supporting he is actor. Name. Oh, is the guy the one best supporting actor? Because he's he's hardly in the. I mean, I think he won the Oscar, and he's only in it for like fifteen minutes, but he's oh, really he's good. good. His name. Because the movie's broken into three parts. It's broken into like the main character when he's like ten, and then again when he's like sixteen, then when he's like thirty. So it's broken into these three sections of this guy. This guy's life. Guys, help us out here. What? Uh, um, give me a second. Give me a second. I'm almost there. Tiger, where are you on this? You're usually like two seconds into this. Hold on, I'll find the name. His okay, name is. Uh, it's okay. Ma Mahershala Ali. Mahershala Ali. Yeah. Uh, Mahershala, Mahershala Ali. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the guy that won the Oscar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's only in like the first fifteen, twenty. He's only in the maybe first thirty minutes of the movie. Okay. Um, He's in the first because the movie really is divided into three parts, and he's in the first part. Um, okay. And then he's, but yeah, it was it was it's a movie that I saw it and I was like, you know what? I'm glad that won Best Picture because oh. you know, sometimes, 
some of the CM movie you go, that's shitty, but like, this one was like, that deserved it. That was a good movie. It wasn't pandering at all? It wasn't like uh, Oscar it, bait? When you hear the plot of it, yeah. here's the thing. When you hear what the plot is, you're like, that is the Oscar baitiest title, I mean, plot I've ever heard in my entire life. If you right. want to know what the plot is, just Explain if you the don't plot. know people listening, I'm not going to tell the story, uh, the whole thing. The plot is about a gay black kid growing up in the ghetto. Mm-hmm. And you just hear that and you go, that is the most Oscar bait. We're going to try to win an Oscar plot not, ever. Not just but in the ghetto. It, did not. Not just in the ghetto, but in Miami. He's down where Tiger Claw lives in the Florida ghetto. There's a scene in there where Tiger Claw comes and roughs him up for being gay. (laughs) (laughs) There is a scene where he's on the bus and Tiger Claw's like, yo, what's up, bitch? And he slaps him across the face. Can we talk about uh, Get Out? Because you saw that. I I haven't seen it yet, but I want a mini Ted review. Or Norm, if you've seen it as well. No, I have not. Last week, right, Matt? What's that? You weren't on the show last week. We had a uh, we had Hottie McCotterson. What's her name? Oh, you guys talked about with Hottie McCotterson. Okay, Hottie McCotterson, the makeup artist, was on. All right. Can I get a can I get a ten second review then, just for maybe yes. folks like myself who missed it? Yes, yeah, so you can go back and listen to last week. But uh, I liked it a lot. I I was not again. I was not jumping up and down mm-hmm. like people okay. were. But I was. But when it was over, I was like, that was that was a good film. I I enjoyed the movie. Me- uh, Go ahead. Let me ask you a vague question because I feel like I know exactly what happens. I think everyone who goes into it, judging by the trailer, are like, yeah, I know what's going on. But is it something else that's going on? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, I don't want to spoil, but you know, there's I, my hope for what was happening was that everybody was just paranoid and it was just a big misunderstanding. Okay. okay. I thought I was hoping the twist would be like the black guys, like he goes in being like. I'm scared. I don't want to go stay with these white people all week, and it's freaky. And all the white people are, you know, being like, "A black guy's coming to stay with us. How do we pander to?" Because they're all pandering to him and saying things yeah. like, "Hey, uh, like the biggest thing they like three or four characters in the movie come up to him and say, "Hey, I voted for Barack Obama," and they <laughs> they they think that's how you appeal to a black person to say like, "I voted for Obama." When he he's oh, like, gosh. "I don't give a fuck about Barack Obama, whatever." Yeah. Um, and you think, is this going to lead to just a big misunderstanding? Well, no, no, there's no misunderstanding. <laughs> it, it's, it gets bananas. And when the revelation of what's going on happens, it's pretty over the top. And I was like, oh, okay. I feel like I, I feel like if I were to make this movie, I'd know the twist I would make it. But I don't want to get say, into say, it. Say what it is, and I, I will. Wait, wait, wait. Before you say what it is. Before you say what it is. If you say it and you were right, are you going to be disappointed that you knew it beforehand? I didn't know Think the about this. Matt. I had no clue. Matt. Well, I'm going to go into the movie <laughs> thinking this anyway, so. But now that you know. Yeah. No, I'm not going to know. I'm not going to know. No, Ted's not going to tell me. I'm just going to say, okay. judging by the trailer, this is what I think happened. And you can turn off this podcast because this might be right, and I might have ruined it for you. And I, you might uh, see if, this show if we say the name of the movie that it was inspired by. Would that be kind of spoilerish? I didn't know it was inspired by anything. Uh, it, 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 the Nothing. the idea of the movie was inspired by another film. Uh, I don't know if I should say, well, say the name quick, of the film. Sean Freeman's coming. Say it quick, uh, Matt. What do you think is happening? Okay. Because say spoiler alert. So by the trailers, I think they're trying to make you think like these white people are brainwashing black people to make them into slaves or something like that. But I think the twist is that the black people are brainwashing the white people to make them do their bidding. 
And then the, when the new black guy comes in, they're like, oh, shit, he's going to ruin our plans. And they try to off him or, or get him out. So, uh, that, uh, you know, I'm not going to say if you're right or wrong, but I'm going to say as a white person, I went in assuming that, yes, the twist is going to be all the black people are evil. Because that would be the most obvious, realistic twist. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Am I right? <laughs> I can distance myself from this one. And, right. and, <laughs> and the movie, I don't know if I should say it, but the movie is uh, inspired by the Stepford Wives. I haven't run out of a theater screaming like this since Teen Wolf. <laughs> All right. Uh, Freeman, let's uh, get... But, uh, no, Matt, I'm going to tell you, no. I'm going to just spoil. That's not the twist. Oh, okay, good. Okay, good. So I can rid that out of my mind, and I can go in fresh. And, but uh, last thing I'll say about it, Matt, is I know the whole thing is... The tr- it looks like, is this a movie that's like... Uh, it's an it's a, it's a evil white people movie, and that's like the point. You know, it's... Mm-hmm. It's yeah. kind of like how do they make how does this okay to make this movie? You go in and like oh all the white people are evil, but I'll tell you what it, it's never really an issue in the movie. Yeah, like really halfway through the movie, it like the race of the characters really has nothing to do with anything. It's just more like okay, it does good. become it, it becomes like hot fuzz where it's it's like the the black guy is like the Simon Pegg character who's like something is is amiss in this neighborhood. <laughs> But in my defense, right. the trailer sets it up as a race thing, though. It, wait, start, it starts yeah. out that way totally, yeah. but then yeah. halfway through the race, you, you kind of forget that it's a black guy and a bunch of white people because it has it's pretty irrelevant to what's happening. Interesting. Okay, awesome. Uh, what movie are we talking about? Get, get out. out. Again. Get out. I want to see No, Sean, that. get out. Get out. <laughs> get out. Sorry hey, buddy. for being late, guys. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Hey, Sean. My level's good, guys. Yes, sir. Very different. Right. I guess I, I guess maybe I haven't been on the show in two weeks, so maybe this he is sounds sound. subdued and he sounds so smooth, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, I got a full mixing board and a sure mic and up up in my game a little bit, so I do sound okay. I'm still working on the mixing board, trying to get it right and all that stuff. It sounds what's I mean? It, no, it sounds it sounds great, but it sounds what's the word I'm looking for? It sounds kind of m- muted, not not muted, but like muted. Like should I up it a little bit? It's not like, very like bassy, like very, very, right. like you're well, talking through a styrofoam or not. There styrofoam. you go. Is that better? Turn the bass down. Levels up. Gain. That's, that's more like cute. <laughs> Is that it? There you go. I think so. Yeah. La, la. Hey, uh, speaking of, speaking of your mic, uh, your son's going to have to use that at some point. What's today? What's funny is I got a tweet that said, do I get to voice Shang Tsung in, in, in Combat Kids? And I didn't know who the hell it was. And I was like, who the fuck are you? No, you don't get to voice. And then the, and the person was like, this is Ashton. I was like, oh, what's up? He changed his name to something else. And I was like, I don't know. Ted, yeah, am, I still in the, am I still in the Combat Kids? Like, you're using all the stuff I did, right? Yeah, it's all your stuff. I still want to be a part of it because it's so much fun. Well, you, you, you know what's weird is my son got Twitter, and I was like, hell yeah, he's following me. But I was the third freaking person that he followed because he got Uncle Ted and Matto. Mm-hmm. Who do you follow yeah. first, Uncle Ted or Matto? Probably me. Ted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to go look. You can hey, look. I should Normie? feel sad. He doesn't follow me at all. Yeah, why wouldn't he not follow, follow Aunt Normie? Auntie Norm? <laughs> I like that. Auntie Normie. It's coming through very nice oh, here, Chad. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Just wait a damn minute here. No, Sean. Sean. No. 
You, can, you see the order which they follow. First person he followed, Freeman Daddy 5. Second person was Zombie Cast. Oh, well, well, no. well that, that's like his third Twitter account. The fifth person was Ellen DeGeneres. No, <laughs> there you go. Hell. Wait, when did you follow me then? Like Ellen after Ellen? Ellen. I don't even see us. What's going on here? Y'all might, I don't know, man. This is like the third time he's got a Twitter account. He, he always to unfollow everybody, then refollow in the proper order. He, he'll, re, he, you know, like, like, like I, I had to check him. You know, this is like the third Twitter he had. He forgets his password all the time. And the last time he was following like very evil freaking people, and I was like, dude, you got to unfollow some of these people if you, if, if you, you know, if you know what I'm saying. Mostly follow following Trump. like game, like companies. history people, yeah. I was like, dude, you, you, the FB, dude, you, you got to unfollow, man. You got to block that, dude. No, I, I see Normie. He's following the racist Washington Redskins. <laughs> oh, geez, don't you start with that. Wait, I think he just is racist. His Twitter not it's long ago. Make sure, just make it's, sure he doesn't let's, follow let's get the New York Nancy the president. There, or the current president. Or the Japanese yellow. You're crazy if you're not following Trump. Eyes. Trump's the great, greatest tweeter of all time. <laughs> let's talk about Walking Dead. Yeah, guys, it's... Uh, <laughs> It's uh before we get to the Walking Dead, I do want to give a shout out. Uh, it's kind of a downer, but I got to give a shout out. You know, uh, a guy I went to school with uh, committed suicide this week, and that's just where I was coming from on the ceremony. But uh, this is uh, cheers to the Austin family, and uh, many prayers if you're a friend of me. Uh, and you say prayers, uh, include the Austin family as uh, a good bro of mine committed suicide this week, and uh, mm-hmm. cheers to the gods, guys. But yeah, let's talk about the Walking Jesus. Dead. Go right from that to that, okay. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, well, I it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. It is what it is. Right, and, uh, yeah. Well, I'm going to say something about yeah. that. And that's sad. But that happened. Uh, it's kind of puzzling when there's a girl I know named uh, uh, Karen. I went to high school or middle school with this girl named Karen. And then coincidentally, right. all this time later, I became friends with a girl in California who happened to be the cousin of this girl I went to high school with, just small world. Mm-hmm. And that girl, and then I reconnected with the girl I went to school with, you know, because through through this through her cousin, and we were at a birthday party. We sat at a table talking about middle school and high school and days past. We were talking about people, and I was like, "Do you remember this girl? I'm not going to say her name. Do you remember so and so?" I was like, "I always thought she was so pretty, and I never, I, I I went to school with her for seven years, and I never got to talk to her. I never had a class with her, but I always saw her in the hall. And then I remember like." Like last quarter of senior year, I got in the same art class and they put us at the same table and all this stuff like that. And I was saying how pretty she was. And Karen goes, yeah, she re- she just committed suicide. Wow. And you're like, what? Yeah, that's and crazy, I, man. Yeah, and I was like – because I was talking like all fondly about her and, and they, they said she got the uh, – uh, what's it called when you postpartum depression? Oh, yeah. 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 That sucks. See my buddy? Lost his mom like a year ago, and, and he told me, you know, we, we've had our talks and all, but you never think people's having it that bad. And, uh, you know, he told a couple of our bros that, you know, I've really thought about suicide, but people just don't take you serious. And uh, yeah, it is what it is. Nothing, nothing can be changed, but you can learn from it. So if uh, suicidal thoughts out there, guys, be sure to contact somebody because you know what? A lot of times we mock and laugh people whenever they don't succeed at suicide, like they're being babies or crybabies. Yeah, I. You know, but when they do succeed, it sucks. People act like, "Oh, you you suck at life, and you couldn't even do that right." I, people will mock. Yeah, somebody. that I don't like, understand. What? Yeah, if you like, feel that way, talk to somebody because you may not realize it, but you have people around you that really do care about you. 
it is a sickness, and uh, you know what? Uh, 99% of people don't make it through that five minutes of uh, thoughts. But uh, thank you, Jedi, and thanks to the chatters for uh, saying that. But The Walking Dead, guys, I, I think my theory, Matt, you haven't been on the last couple of weeks, but I've been stressing out, dude. I really feel like Eugene's going to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. I'm still feeling it, man. I'm, I, I, dude, I, how do you, th- do you think that I think Eugene especially after- would kill Sasha to impress the think- girls and Negan? I don't think kill, but definitely either rat her out or put her in a position where she gets killed. Because at the end right. of this episode, it's clear that he's picked where he feels safest and where he feels most wanted. Uh, and I think he, when it comes down to it, if Sasha's in a room and he's going to he's gonna want to curry favor with Negan, he's going he's gonna to to her death. I, I think he's turned. I don't think he's – he's, he's not become evil, but I think he's just like – He's picked the side that he thinks is going to protect him most. I he's think picked the. He's picked the. Uh, he's a. He's a fair weather fan, and he's picked the winning side. But right. it, you know, but I think but that's good. I want. I'm glad that we're seeing this story. You know what I mean? Because yeah, it's not always Rick's side that's going to get all the people. I mean, we've got Tara who turned from the governor's side to theirs. So why? You know, it's good that finally, after all this time, we have the story of somebody from Rick's team said, "You know what? Enough with you guys. I'm leaving. I'm going yeah. to another group." Yeah. Totally. I, you know, we were talking at work, man, and I think it would be easy to be Eugene in this picture. You know what I mean? Because he doesn't worry anymore. He doesn't fear. He doesn't fear the dead. He doesn't fear Negan. Uh, it would be Negan hard. Had for, a, Negan had his arm mm, around him. Like, what's up, buddy? And he was like, I think he still still does fear Negan in a sense because Negan did kill his like buddy. You know what I mean? So I think, if anything, he's friends with him out of intimidation. You know, it's like being around next to somebody, you know, and Negan is the abusive person. You're always walking on eggshells, so you can never be too comfortable. But it's kind of a daddy issue thing, too, though. Negan treats him like shit, but then those rare moments where he's propping Eugene up or putting an arm around him probably feels super good. So Eugene feels wanted. He feels respected. Was it like yeah. the Stockholm 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 syndrome? Maybe, yes. yeah. Well, that's how he was with Carl. Like he treat Carl's he treats like shit. But there was some actual kind of warm moments with Carl when he had him. You know, he's he's like Negan, yeah. yeah. He had some like good 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 words of wisdom for him. You know, I think you're yeah. right, Sean. I think uh, I, I think he's going to lead to the death of Sasha, or he's going to be he's going to die. I think either way. But I, I like. I'm kind of like in Eugene's character. You know, I listened to Josh McDermott on a podcast today, mm-hmm. and he's loving it, you know, like like Team Eugene. Because, like, like he was saying on the Walker Stalker podcast from last night, he said, you know, even though I'm on the show and I know the script and I know what's going to happen, he said, I, you know, I was watching the episode with Michonne and Rick, sexing it up, looking for food. Sex and wait, wait, wait! He, he was he was watching the episode on a couch with Andrew Lincoln and what, Michonne, wait, and they were they were what? all sexing it up. <laughs> no, no, the the episode where they were sexing it up in the van. Oh. But 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 that whole entire episode, and this makes sense. They're not looking for Eugene. They don't give a shit about him. So so who's 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 worse here, Rick for not caring, or Eugene for wanting to be safe? Well, why do we assume they don't care though? I mean, they know that he's with Negan, but. That's what they're launching a war. Right. Yeah. Like they can't just waltz in there and say, give us Eugene back. They know like they're going to have to attack and get him back. And I think that's what kind of Rosita and um, Sasha showed us yesterday. They had the chance to break him free. 
for him to yeah. go. Yeah. You know, in a way, without um, Rick's consent, they did that. They did go back for him. You know, in the process of killing Negan, they're like, all right, we'll save Eugene. He's here. Right. Well, that's but the I thing. That they they didn't go at all. There was no plan to go for Eugene. The plan was to kill Negan. Eugene was just like, oh, yeah, Eugene. Where he, like, th- th- there was never a plan to help him. He just happened to walk outside. He was very secondary. Mm-hmm. Like, even when they saw, even when they were up on the tower and they saw him, there was like, oh, Eugene's down there. He looks like he's, he looks like he's ordering people around. Okay, whatever. I don't think yeah. anyone really likes the guy. He's, he's efficient. But I, yes. I, I, I want to say, I, I've had a lot of complaints about The Walking Dead. I've had a yes, lot have. of complaints about the absence of characters. Yes, you have. And, and, and yeah, there's a lot of good things, you know, and, and I, I always point out. Not really. We we are a show. We're, we're media. You know, we're here to debate it: the good, the bad, the ugly. But I, I do want to say I've really been enjoying seven point five, mm-hmm. the second half of the season, <laughs> and it goes to show that you can have like last night, and we haven't had weeks upon weeks of absence of characters, but you can have an episode without the main guys, and as long as it's a good story to pull you in. It's good. So, you know, hopefully they say, continue to do this. And I, I, I messaged you guys after I saw it, which is a bit later. And I, I'll, I'll say I think this is probably one of the strongest shows I've seen in a long time. And I don't know what struck a chord with me. I think, A, it's the only show that got me to actually care about Sasha and Rosita for the first time in the history of the series. Right. I got to think, like, Rosita is actually a person with a past. And I, I kind of felt bad for her. Sasha, like – they gave her room to act in this episode, and I was like, "Wow, she's actually a good actress." Yeah, like, yeah. She, she really she like could. the scene she was in. She she chewed them up, and she was really really well done. And um, I just felt that the entire episode was just tightly put together. And I love 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 uh, Simon. Is that his name? What's his name? Um, Negan's right hand man. Is Simon. Simon. Yeah. If he becomes the main bad guy, I would. I think I would love him more than Negan. His mannerisms, the way he oh, talks. Yeah. That scene with the expressions when he just says, uh, we need a second doctor, and he just does his expression and says, I don't think you could tell from my expressions, but I said – but anyways, it was just right. – he's well, hilarious in every scene he's in. Right. To say ah. that, you know, I was just going to reiterate what you said as far as describing, you know, the eyes when, you know, the doctor at the hilltop is wondering why don't – you know, you have my brother. Why do you need me? Right. And um you know, his his second-in-command there is, like, giving these looks like, well, you know, because we killed him, but without saying the words. And right. he's doing the motion in his eyes, and you can see what he's trying to convey. And the doctor from the hilltop is like, mm, no, I don't understand. And he's like, can you not tell by the way I'm moving my eyes what I'm trying to tell you? Like, and it wasn't even, like, overacted. It was just done just right you know what i mean like sometimes some scenes take you completely out of place and like oh that that was harsh no way Mm -hmm. like you totally felt what he was trying to say to you and you know trying to pretty much you know not say it but he's hilarious he's intimidating he's he's super intimidating by being charming like he's just you can tell like he's one of these guys or he's either going to charm you or kill you but norma i was thinking of you last week because okay. my mom in law was in town. <laughs> wow. I was I was uh, body? I was stuck in traffic. You, at a you had me until you said mom in law. I'm like, oh no, no, this is all gonna make sense. So she hadn't seen uh, season six yet. So we rewatched season six with my mother in law, 
Okay. Right? And through it, I was I was paying attention to the way people talk. And because I, I don't know, for some reason, like I, I still want to defend the trash can people and the the weird way they talk. And the way I want to defend that is if you look back over past season, even Abe, everyone has a weird way they talk. Abe does not talk like a normal human being. No, they never did. Him and him and no. He's all, we always made fun of the West. That's why I was I didn't understand yeah. Norma pointing out how they talk. I was like, have you not listened to listen to <laughs> fucking Eugene who's been on the show for three years? <laughs> But the but same thing with right. same thing with Simon though, like the way he talks is not how a normal human being talks. The way the way Morgan, like everyone has their own little. You you can tell there's a writer behind what they're saying, and I'm like, then why are we picking on the trash can people? Because none of these people talk like normal people. It's the it's the TV trope of people don't talk like real people because. They got to they got to make the show dramatic because if people talked like real people, everything would be figured out in four seconds. Sure. So they have to speak in vague terms. Like you remember Lost, which I think we most of us watched. How at the end, after six years of that stupid ass show, they get at the end and remember the guy Jacob who knew everything. He had all the answers. Yeah. And they position man. There's literally a scene where he sits down on a log by a fire with Sawyer and Jack, <laughs> and any normal person would go. He's like, I will answer any question you have. He'd go, okay, listen up. Yeah. What the hell is the black smoke <laughs> thing in the woods? How the hell did we wind up here? What's up with the time travel? That's what a normal person would ask, right? Yeah. They sat down and Sawyer's like, why? What were the what? What is the order of events that brought us here? Right. <laughs> you know, some vague question, and it says, yeah. what is our purpose? No, that's not what you'd ask, and then nothing's ever resolved. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And it's not just it's not just people talking in vagities. Dickhead, what's that smoke monster thing in the woods? <laughs> right. But like even Abe was starting. Like I love Abe. Am I calling the right? That's his name, Abe, right? I feel like I'm saying the wrong name. Abraham. 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 I, I love Abe, but hearing him talking, I'm like, oh, this is so forced. Like it's just so so writery. Like it's not that's, a normal person. But it, so it, it sounded good. Double yeah. over four nine or six. I don't three. know. Stan says uh, in chat the trash uh, can people are from like the wrong backstory. Yeah, what does that I don't mean? Know. It just I, it just seems like so out of place. Maybe it's the whole context. It's not meeting somebody just walking, but it's like everybody else. Everybody else is mute. It's like they're like they're the stormtroopers without voices. You know what I mean? Like they're the the um, what is Danny Targaryen's group? They're the Sully without voices. Yeah. You know, and then you have the one person that talks. But literally, she talks like some kind of Martian, and she's got a weird haircut. It just—it's the whole package that completely throws me off. I'm more thrown off by the fact that these guys exist close to Negan in a giant trash heap, and Negan's never encountered them. Like, you don't think they'd go to the trash yard for picking stuff and huge group too? Exactly, exactly. Well, all these groups—all these groups exist, but uh, Rick did not find all these groups until the story needed him to. Yeah. Even though he lived near them for like a year or so, but when he's like, "We gotta find more people to fight," holy shit! There's a whole gang living in the trash. Never oh mind. Like Never mind. The entire season, the entire season six was about finding a massive pit of thousands of zombies right. within like stone's throw of Alexandria. No one noticed in the three years that they lived in Alexandria. No one ventured past the bridge. Apparently. Sure. Yeah. You would have heard. You, you would have met. Would you have not heard with that many zombies? You would have heard the moaning from like a mile away. Right. You you would have heard the zombie pit. Would you have not? 
Absolutely. It's like a crowd so. of people in a, it's like a crowd of people in a football stadium. You you hear them. Plus you would have just explored the place. Like these people these people left Alexandria to forage and stuff, didn't they? You would have think one person would have ventured over to this gigantic look, mining look, pit. Guys, guys, this is the same group of people who after <laughs> season two, they clearly showed that they were about a quarter of a mile from the prison. That's and then right. when season three started, they're like, Boy, that was a harsh winter, huh? So like three, four months have passed, and they're like, holy crap, a prison? <laughs> what? We, could have, we, spent, we spent the whole winter sleeping in the woods. We could have been in this prison. They, they, it, it, it took them four months to find what? the prison 300 yards away. Nope. Hey, but Matt, you know, you were talking about Simon, right? Mm-hmm. I t- totally respect what you're saying. I love his character. And I got to say, last night, and, and Ted kind of mentioned this in chat, in a way, the second half of this. But I like Simon so much, and his acting is so good. And for me, he, his acting with his eyes, his impression, yeah. is so good. <laughs> Simon is so good on the show. For me, I really feared Negan's life last night. Because I think Simon would be a good villain. And you know what? I, honestly, I was like, damn, are they going to shoot? No, they can't shoot Negan. And Ted said in chat, he's like... Are they are they going to shoot him? <laughs> I mean, uh, well, well, I was kind of joking. Speculation. Well, I was kind of joking, but I, I, I think like, Simon oh, is no. so good. So, Simon is a good. He's good. You know what I mean? I, I think he's a, like I said. His acting is even when he was on the Talking Dead last night, just sitting on the couch, not even acting. Man, I mean, he's like the Danny Trejo. You know, he's just has the villainous. About him, uh, he's got charisma. Like every time he appears in the hilltop, I'm like, ah, oh, this scene's gonna be good, and it is. Every time he and, shows up, like it's a good scene. And who, who's the leader of the hilltop? Oh, I Gregory. can't remember that guy's name. Oh yeah, yeah, Apple. Gregory. I, th- I think his acting's good. As a weasel, yeah, totally. <laughs> but, did you, but did you guys see the scenes for next week uh, on The Talking Dead? No. No, I was in bed because right, they the were scene, late last night. The they made us through Badlands. Yeah, the scenes for next week was the scene where Gregory's got the knife behind Maggie, right? Oh, yeah. But it shows a lot of the scene. And before that, Gregory walks up, and Maggie's kind of planting flowers or something or something. She was was digging in the dirt with plants. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what she was doing. And uh, Gregory was talking to her about, you know, let's – Let's bond or whatever, and Maggie's like, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll talk as soon as I get done, and Gregory starts to walk off. And Maggie's like, would you mind just watching my back for a second? So he pulls his knife as she sees the knife, and he's standing there looking, keeping check on the horizon to make sure there's no zombies. Well, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it's like you hear the dark tone of a violin. And, and, and like of holding a knife, like he's guarding something, he kind of grasps it. And leans towards her. Yeah. So you know, so she knows he's standing there with the knife. She sees him pull it out in protection, but something changes. The tone changes. The music changes. So, you know, I, I'm really curious to see what happens. Yeah, me too. Well, how many episodes? We have two episodes left in this season. Yeah, three. Good man. I mean, I'm I'm actually excited about The Walking Dead. Well, we talked about this today as well, so I think, obviously, we're not going to get the full-out war, but I think what we're going to get is the uh, the encounter in Alexandria, where I think that's the first time, like, Negan and Rick kind of face off, and I think they beat him at Alexandria, 
and then that that kicks off the the bigger war. So, I'm so really think, loving The Walking Dead right now. What, yeah. so what, what are you saying? What do you like think happens? Like, fear. like, do they is is like the Sandra thing and Sandra Sasha thing going to lead Negan to go to Alexander? Go what the hell? And then they they get in like a they get in like a big fist fight or something, and then they actually chase Negan's group oh, away. Oh, I think something like look at Freeman vaping over there. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's on camera. Oh my God! You've gone full uh, Duck Dynasty on us, Freeman. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> do you like? Do you dig the beard, man? Does it look all right? I'd love the beard, man. I don't. I'm not. Like, I'm not uh, a fan of the vaping, buddy. You gotta quit that shit cold turkey. You look like a member of Skinner right. or something. He's quit cigarettes. <clears throat> yeah, but I'm vaping's right. not great for you. Yeah, but without the nicotine, I mean, five year olds could vape, but. I've already cut my nicotine in half. That's great, man. Do That's it. Awesome. In my third bottle, I went from 24 to 18. I'm on 12 now. So it's it's to start. Good job, buddy. A big start. 20, 28 years of smoking, man. Two packs a day. To I haven't had a cigarette in 15 days is really, really you good a, for me. You weren't a heavy smoker, though, because when we were on Walker Stalker, both times, I remember being like, oh, Freeman smokes. Because like, I just you didn't really do it in front of us too often. You just kind of like. I was always you know, gone. Remember, yeah. you're like, where the hell did Freeman go? Oh, think, Matt. Think. <laughs> I'm I thinking smoking. now. I was smoking. You know, that's that time noticed. I'd slipped out to smoke that one time. And it was uh, I was out there with Jagers. And I've told this story before. And I'm out there with Jagers. And all of a sudden, Kevin Galbraith walks up, which is, uh, you know, he was in the big herd of zombies from season six. He was. Uh, Swamp Walker, you know, all, all these uh, famous zombies from The Walking Dead. So he walks up, he starts talking, and all of a sudden, Bicycle Girl Zombie from the first episode of The Walking Dead, you know, to where Rick, uh, you know, to where she's, you know, the, the most iconic zombie in The Walking Dead, she walks up. So we're all out there smoking, and I'm thinking, holy, <laughs> that's fuck, awesome. I'm a little starstruck here, you know, but they were all chit chatting about, it. hey, man, have you guys heard of the weather today? Yeah, um, it was kind of a cool moment. That nice, awesome. I don't know. I kind of took him by myself, and I said, like, "Man, where's Matt? Where's Matt?" Like, <laughs> Call me, man. Talking. Yeah, chilling <laughs> with these people. That's uh, awesome. I want to do Walker Soccer again with you guys, and Norma can join us this time. Yes, I think. absolutely. Let's plan, let's plan that again. I think that'd be fun. I, th- I think I'm in this October. All right, uh, let's for do sure. It. So uh, let's consider it. Ted, would you be in? Uh, yeah, we will see. Oh, uh, that's non-committal. That's that's like that's like what like nine eight months away. That's that's you can stay at home. I can't even get her to talk on the show. Your dad, your dad's got to come. So let's talk about if there's one person that would you would not enjoy a convention, it'd be my dad. No, Uh, no. like yeah, no. At I least my mom, see, my wheelchair, mom would though. go to Walker Stalker. Here's the thing. My mom would go to Walker Stalker, and at least she's a fan of the show, and she would know who the, what, what this stuff is. My dad would be like – my dad could be standing next to Norman Reedus, and he would think he's just some dirty homeless guy. Well, see, my dad was the same because I took him to Walker Stalker in Charlotte whenever I'd done the panel. And I come out of the bathroom, and, and Michael Rooker's standing there with, with his arm on my dad's shoulder talking. And he walked off, and I walked up, and dad's like, man, well, that was a nice gentleman. <laughs> Mike well, you know what? Yeah. My mom, uh, uh, my mom over here is terrified of Michael Rooker. <laughs> she is terrified of Michael freaking Rooker. She can't, she can't get past it because she's it's more impressed she, she with is, the horses. She is so scared of him because years ago, <clears throat> um, 
she saw Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. And he was so good as a crazy creepo, she's never gotten past it. And she associates, like, whenever she sees him, she can't get that movie out of her head, you know? And she, right. was, that way, she was that way with Christian Bale for a while because of American Psycho. He was so good. It took it took three Batman movies to get her past. <laughs> past get her back in the Oh, that's funny. Get her that's back on team though. Christian Bale. <laughs> that's awesome. Um... But you know what, Michael Rooker can be a little intimidating in person. Yeah. Because he's all over the place. Plus his uh, southern accent probably scares quite a lot of people or something. Let's talk about about Rosita's backstory because I just want to clarify something. So Rosita's whole thing is that she realized that she couldn't really fend for herself. So she slept around with guys, learned their skills, and moved on. Is that like the Coles notes? Yeah. And then they, she felt met they, they felt they needed to protect her, so she stole their uh, – she learned their abilities. They would teach her things, and she started being able to do them better than they could. And when she learned something, she would then move on and find someone new. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's what she said, but I kind of felt when she was saying this, because there's parts truths. Like, I also think that when it came to Abraham, there was a little bit more than that. And I, I think, think she so may too. have just yeah. been saying that. Just to either get her feel like she's putting herself off the hook or she was putting Sasha off the hook. Right. I don't know. It just felt like like she was like it almost felt like she was just saying it to make somebody feel better. Like she was lying to herself to a point. I know because what she said, she said about Abraham, uh, he just he just got his shit together before I did. So do you think there were actually feelings there for Abraham? I think she did. I mean. Especially if we go back to this scene where she tells him that he's not interested anymore. You know what I mean? And I don't think it's quite pride. I think it was actually an honest hurt heart, you know. And with her animosity towards Sasha before we lost Abraham and even afterwards. I mean, what was it, two episodes ago? She's like, we're not friends or whatever. You know, it's she still has some resentment, some anger or bitterness because of that. Sure. But, well, all right, what about the Maggie and Daryl talk? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is he a crybaby? No, that's the talk. That's the talk everyone's been waiting for forever, for him to own up and be like, oh, I enjoyed sorry, it, I really sorry, did. I, sorry, I got, sorry I got Glenn killed, and she doesn't blame him. Everybody blamed for Daryl. Over that, yeah. you know? she didn't. Now, do you think she honestly didn't blame him, or she said it to make him feel better? Kind of like Daryl told Carol that everybody was okay and alive to make her feel better. I think she's wise enough to realize it's not his fault. I mean, at the end of the day, Negan killed a dude with a bat. Negan's a psychopath. Yeah, he's the crazy one. Right. So no, he might, I Daryl might have provoked, but still, at the end of the day, Negan killed. Negan's the one who killed. Negan made the decision to kill. Daryl didn't do that wanting to kill Glenn. I think Maggie knows that. Maggie should have been all like, uh, Daryl, I do not blame you for what happened to Glenn. <laughs> I, 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 I do not blame you for when Negan lifted that baseball. He was going to let us all go. We were off the hook. You know it, Ted. And then he picks up that bat, and he goes, you, you jumped up, and then he picked up the bat, and because you jumped up, he hit him over the head, and his eyeball popped out. I do not blame you for his eyeball popping out. <laughs> so was she named the baby after Daryl then? It, 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 
it didn't end there, Daryl. And then I don't blame you for when he kept hitting them and his head was flat and his hands kept twitching. I do not blame you. I don't blame you. <laughs> he pulls out a photograph. See this right here? I do not blame you for this. You're good, Ted. <laughs> Jed of Light says, well, I liked the Daryl moment last night. I think the less Daryl talks, the better. Oh, well, he doesn't have a manly voice. You can tell that when he gets into like actual dialogue. Moments. <laughs> I, I was first. Remember, well, remember that? Well, sorry. Yeah. What was it when, when him and Merle were talking? I seen. I seen first. That's right. What, or whatever it was like when, when he was running after Jesus, like get up here, you bitch! Like yeah. chase Jesus around the truck and stuff. Get up here. Yeah. Get up here, you bitch. Green right. Mullion says that last week's episode was ten times better. I actually enjoyed both last, of them. Last week's with the the, 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 the slow-motion sword toss? <laughs> with, was oh, that last week's? Uh, yeah, that that was CGI before? donkey or whatever. CGI uh, deer. Which, oh, yeah. Rick, I, watched, deer I watched the episode again, and it's so fucking dumb. Because Rick is like, Michonne has like three zombies left to kill. Rick has got like five or six. And he goes... Okay, I'm behind this fence. The plan's going perfectly. I, wait, wait a minute. I think I'm going to climb this Ferris. It, it makes no sense. It's the, it's the most nonsensical thing I think I've ever seen on The Walking Dead. It's very true. I, at first, I thought, like, is he just is he snapping? Is he going crazy? Or is he just so cocky? He's like, I'm just going to take a break and do something for Michonne. But it was so stupid. Like, like what, six million dollar man. He was <laughs> trying to lure the zombies away from Michonne by shooting the deer. But the thing is, Michonne is behind a fence... And they clearly show she has like six of them left to kill. She's already killed like a million. It's like this is, I think she's got it, Rick. I think she's okay. E. Mulligan <laughs> says that episode was two weeks ago. So what was the episode before this one then? I'm trying to think of what the one was before. No, I think the sword toss was last week. No, I think it was Morgan. We saw a lot of. Um, oh, last oh, week. Kingdom. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Okay. When he was right. sharp- sharpening his stick at the end. That yes, was a good episode ben, too. Yeah, Benjamin got good. killed. That was good. Yeah, that, that episode was good. The Rick, the one before that is in top five worst Walking Dead's ever, in my opinion. <laughs> I was waiting for it to make like mean something. Like I was like, okay, I get it. We're gonna see more of the relationship between uh, Michonne and Rick. But I was waiting for like, is Michonne gonna die, or are they gonna find someone? Well, it's just might a whole be, bunch of nothing. They might I guess be they found setting it up. Food. Yeah. Yeah. No, what's dumb is they clearly say, like, everyone's back home is starving, has no food, and Negan might show up. Should we go back? Nah, let's just nah. hang out and drink booze. That's what I didn't get either, is that for the whole series, every time someone goes missing for, like, three minutes, everyone goes into panic mode and rescue mode. But then Michonne and Rick just disappear for a week, and they they don't tell people they're going to stay longer, and everyone's just cool with this, and, they and Negan never shows up. Or... And they also leave everybody to starve. They're like, everybody's starving. And they yeah. have all this. They have all this food. They find like a house full of food, and they go, "Let's just hang out a couple of days." It won't hurt them a couple more days to yeah. be starving. Right. Anyways, we can, yeah, we can poke was... holes. The logic in these episodes are sometimes a little bit iffy. Not on fear, buddy. Not on fear. <laughs> Always on fear, buddy. Always. Which will on... be coming back in June. Friday. Oh Lord! All right. You know what? I'm I'm going to make a promise. I'm going to start fresh with fear. Right. Uh, it was never a stick with season it was never two. Stick with me. I just I I've never really caught on with it. But you know, for the show, I'm not going to come in all negative all the time. I'll give it a I'll give it a good decent go. Is season two on Netflix yet? Yes, because uh, I saw the little boat. Uh, is it okay? The little boat. There you go, Matt. It's all well, laid I, out. I've seen most. I've seen most of season two, except yeah, I at think the, the end last of season two, it really did get better. I remember Ted even agreed to that. Yeah. yeah. 
It did get better. And I and it seems like they're taking longer to give us our next episode. So hopefully that's because they're probably working really hard. Um Thanks, to, Dad, by the way. Ah yes. You should you should check. I still out. can't believe Travis's son was there and I didn't even meet him. You didn't meet Lorenzo? No, he was there. But I didn't. Where is this? What are you talking about? It Walker Stalker, uh Travis's son. The one that uh, got killed by the, uh, the young guys was at Walker Stalker, and I was standing there, but I, I never did walk up to meet him. Right, I was too, I was too starstruck. Maybe that happens to me a lot. You got to be brazen, Sean. You just got to say, "I don't give a crap." Hey, Sean's, Cass, Sean's Sean's brazen. I've seen Sean at Walker Stalker. He's brazen. He'll go up. He'll talk. Yeah, That's yeah. Good. That's good, Matt. You and I should plan on doing a panel together. Let's let's Love interview that. somebody. Totally. Do it. Do it. We'll do it. Hey, it's New Jersey. Do it like New a York. Gato Negro. <laughs> so I don't know. I really I liked like I said, I really enjoyed Sasha's acting. I think she's probably dead. Uh, I think she, well, she they had to see where she runs in there all dramatic and you hear you hear machine gun fire and stuff, so we don't know. But that yeah. might be the end of Sasha. Well, we're gonna yeah. see it. I don't. I don't think that's the last we'll see of her. But I think she's definitely her character is done on the show. And speaking of them never mentioning people who are missing, no one's once mentioned Heath. Once. No, <laughs> no, and he's been gone. It's and weird, he, man. He's in King Kong. He's in the new King Kong. He's in uh, fucking twenty four, which is on right now. He's a uh, he's he he is uh that actor is way better on twenty four than he is on uh. Like, he has no charisma at all in Walking Dead. He's like, you forget he exists. He's actually good on 24. Yeah. So, is he, is he, do you think he's really pulling his weight to be like, F you, The Walking Dead? Or I think he went from the, his agent called him and said, okay, listen up, buddy. You're, you're like the 19th character on The Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah. We can, uh, we're going to try to get you out of that. And you're going to be the star of the new 24. And he's like, oh, yeah. He yeah. probably makes Dylan. just as much as the entire cast on The Walking Dead on 24. Probably. I mean, because you have what Rick Grimes makes. What was it like 90000 or something like that an episode? You know, That can't be right. People, that's that's pe- terrible. Yeah, it's terrible because, you know, I mean, uh, people on like CBS shows and like 24 are making like seven, 800000 an episode. That's so it, it's, it's weird. Let, let me look it up uh, to see I what wouldn't, it says. I wouldn't be surprised, but that's Andrew. Although Daryl, Daryl certainly doesn't uh, do much to make his money except show up. Yes, pretty and not much. Not shower for two. I weeks. mean, <laughs> what is it? Norman Reedus makes at Walker Stalker every weekend. He makes over five hundred thousand dollars like for that, showing yeah. up to sign autographs. Yeah. Okay, here it is. And photo ops. Two of the biggest names on the show, Andrew Lincoln and Norman Reedus, earn less than a hundred thousand. Crazy. Uh, well, that that was Euro. Uh, uh, about one hundred twenty-four thousand an episode with Lincoln said to be making. Uh, Andrew Lincoln makes ninety-two thousand per episode. Uh, it said the cast of the Bing Bang Theory coined in over twenty-two million each for the most recent series. Yeah, up. So, so a cast member makes twenty-two million. Twenty-two million on the Big Bang Theory, The Walking Dead. They make ninety-two thousand per episode. Well, was that, which is, did you say that's euros, though? Well, when I, that, that was translated to American dollars. Oh, gotcha. Uh, it's, it said uh, 
That's Gilmore cool. Girl stars the Gilmore Girls, right? Yeah. Uh, Alex Bledel. Alexis Bledel. Alexis Bledel and Lauren uh, Graham. You know how much they make per episode? How much? Guess. I'm gonna say Andrew Lincoln. Andrew Lincoln makes ninety-two thousand. Ninety-two thousand. I'm gonna say like seven hundred thousand. Yeah. Higher. Nine hundred thousand. Higher. A mil. It's over two million. Jesus wow. Christ! Per episode. Two point five million per episode oh. each. <laughs> five million dollars per episode just for Alexis and Lauren on Gilmore Girls. Two point five millions. And Andrew Lincoln's making ninety two thousand. That's crazy. criminal. That's for the, the biggest show on TV. It is. Oh my god. That's something's uh, wrong. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean it, it doesn't make any sense. Look and, and, and each cast member, like I said, for the Big Bang Theory makes about twenty two million per season. Twenty two million wants per. to do a show and pay me seventy thousand dollars a show, I'm in. Norma, you could make seventy grand a show if you do the right type of shows. Lips. You gotta do the lips, Norma. <laughs> All I can see is Elvis. Mm. Oh. Um, <laughs> is that not crazy? That's stupid. Yeah. That's insane. I mean, and I, and I guarantee you they, they, they have a lot more blood, sweat, and tears filming The Walking Dead an hour of episode course. than the Gilmore girls. Well, I mean they're in ridiculous heat. <laughs> You know, and doing, you know, all kinds of stuff outside without any air conditioning. So that's, yeah. that's got to suck. And, you know, um, Jeffrey D. Morgan, who's wearing leather clothing and Jesus has got that long hair. And eventually he had a wig in the beginning. You know what I mean? All that stuff is crazy when you're in 100 degree weather. But. That's interesting. Uh, well, also, too, you got to remember that uh, many of the Walking Dead actors don't act for the entire season. And when the yeah, how, episodes, often, how often is Andrew Lincoln really on the show? Does he get paid if he's there or not? Or I bet he gets paid. I would think he gets paid if he's on, on set. Um, but I'm sure that there's also contracts that they signed. So at this point, uh, it doesn't work as for the actor's benefit, but I'm sure it works for the, the network or you know, everyone else involved because they were grandfather clocked into these these contracts. I'm sure. I, I don't know 100%, but... <laughs> know what I mean? Uh, well, I mean, speaking of scary, can we talk about what the hell's happened to Mass Effect Andromeda? I don't, <laughs> because I'm pissed off. <laughs> I, I, first of all, I'm picking up this game tomorrow, and I'm pissed off that one week the industry's <laughs> like, oh, Zelda, it doesn't matter that uh, the graphics aren't that good, and uh, they don't talk, and the story's kind of shitty. Because it's a beautiful game. And then Mass Effect's like, oh, look at these monkey faces and these asshats. <laughs> you got to admit, uh, I, like, I've never, I like Mass Effect. I've never been, like, massive, no pun intended. But, I mean, it, there is something fishy with what I've, I've witnessed uh, with Mass Effect, where the first three looked so unbelievable. And you look at this new one, and they all, everybody looks like, they have like Down syndrome or something. I don't know what's. I'm probably, they don't probably look good. That's for sure. There's something goofy going on. It's hard to put your finger on, but everybody has these like dead eyes and the. It, there's a lot of weird animations in there. Like you've seen the video of like the girl throwing the punch and missing the guy by like a foot. Yeah. All but, this stuff. Uh, people forget, and I, I love the Mass Effect series. I'm actually going to be on uh, Gaming History 101 tomorrow, talking about it with uh, Fred Ooh. Rojas. 
yeah. Uh, people forget Mass Effect, the Mass Effect games were never great with facial animations or animations in general, and there's a lot of weird stuff going on. So I don't see why people are all of a sudden upset. I think it's because it's the fourth one, and it somehow looks. It just the it characters. <laughs> the characters never looked. Maybe the animation wasn't great. Sometimes it was great. These characters look like it looks like a joke. Almost, you know what I'm saying? Like somebody yeah. on the animation team intentionally sabotaged the project. Yeah, they're not great. They, I can't. They uh... do these crazy expressions and things. I don't know. And then there's the whole thing where you heard that the uh, that you play as a girl and a guy, and you heard the thing where the girl her face was based on a model, like a supermodel, and she was really pretty. And they decided, for I guess for PR reasons, that. It's politically incorrect to be attractive now because it makes ugly girls feel bad. Oh god damn! Did you hear about that? So no. they, they made her look uglier. They oh made the main, they made her nose really big and they gave her big ears and they made her look kind of weird because she was too pretty and being pretty makes people that don't feel pretty feel bad. <sighs> this is what it. This is what it comes 19, to. Nineteen eighty four. My god, that's that's stupid. But isn't it? If that's, I mean, that's true. This is because you can see the comparisons, and she looked great, and they made her look. She looks like Anita Sarkeesian. <laughs> she really does. Like I think they did it to appeal to Anita Sarkeesian. Well, is, is this what it's coming to? Or is it going to be like if you're skinny and in shape, you're considered intolerant because you make fat people feel bad because you look good? Yeah, but I mean, back to the back to Mass Effect. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's still going to be a fantastic game. I'm just, I'm, I'm just fed up with like critics. I'm fed up with like the video game community that just like they just like for every game they kind of teeter totter on what makes a video game for them. So they'll give like they'll give some games like weird protection against any critique, but then they'll pick apart what's probably like a massive game that's gonna be a ton of fun because it has bad facial animations. It just yeah. it pisses me off. Just well, Zelda's got like ten out of ten across the board, but then all you read all anyone's doing is complaining about everything wrong with it, but still got ten out of ten. Right. I mean, yeah, no, you read these reviews called, like because it's, it's called Zelda. Yeah, it's the best game of the generation, but you know, I would like to have seen more acting, a better story, the weapon system's not that great. You know, other games are better. <laughs> but it's called Zelda, so ten out of ten. Yeah, exactly. Don't get me started, Ted. Don't get me started. Yeah, well, yeah. I, 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 I posted <laughs> that on. Uh... <laughs> I'm gonna the say it is for the, those numbers. It is yeah. it is pretty amusing though to go on YouTube and look up like a Mass Effect animation fail montage, and they're they're pretty funny to watch. I get it. No, I yeah no no one's gonna defend that. They they shouldn't. That shouldn't be the, the quality of a Mass Effect game. There's no way people were watching it going like, "Yep, we did our job." <laughs> this this looks fantastic. This, this looks good. This, no one will realize. Running when her she's like running up and down stairs and she's getting in a squat, a weird squatty position. It's like yeah, like how did this get approved? Like they they saw this like this this looks great. Go with it. Well, one thing I right. learned about Mass Effect, this Mass Effect, is it's not made by many of the same people as the first three. Yeah, that's obvious. Uh, and it's it's totally like it's totally an EA thing, right? Because they acquired Bioware. Oh Lord. So. <laughs> All right, Google says this. Tell us, Google. It says, well-known comic writer Robert Kirkman has an estimated net worth of what? How much do you think he's worth? $7 million. Lower. Kirkman? Really? Wow. 
Three million. Some say some say Four twenty million. million. Some say twenty million, but Google actually says has an estimated net worth of six million dollars. His best wow. recognized for his works on Marvel comics, which include Marvel Zombies, The Ultimate X Men, uh, and then The Walking Dead, Invincible. So that's that's crazy, man. I mean, Norman Reese's net worth is like twenty million. The guy that it just blows my. I, I saw Robert Kirkman would be worth like, like like six hundred million. Yeah, even twenty million seems low to me for the empire that he owns. Not unless he he just signed the rights away and AMC owns. You know, you know, like when we go in hot topic. I mean, there's so many Walking Dead shirts. If Daryl dies, we riot, and you know all the stand-ups, this and the other. But I just wonder if AMC is uh, just struck gold. Well, with that. yeah, I think I think you can make a shirt that says "If Daryl dies, we riot," and you're not breaking any copyrights because they don't own the name Daryl. You know, that's a name. So you could have a shirt that says "If Daryl dies, we riot," and AMC has no claim to that. I would assume because that's not from the show itself, and they don't own the name Daryl. All right, mm-hmm. they own, they own the name Daryl Dixon. Gilmore Girls, right? They make two point five million per episode. No, I'm telling you, they make two point five million. I'm per telling episode. you, woman. <laughs> Rick Grimes makes ninety two thousand. Is that not crazy? I mean, I'm saying it's but crazy. It's a bigger show. I mean, it's the biggest show ever on TV. Yeah, but you know there were only. There were only two Gilmore Girls to split it between. Walking Dead has eight shit zillion characters. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> it's a real sure. zillion. Could be. It's just mind blowing to me. It's like Expendables, where everybody takes a pay cut in order to get all those. Or, or uh, Ocean's Eleven. Like they're they got like Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, yeah. George, but everybody took a huge pay cut to do it. Yeah, but you know, a couple of times we played on Knuckleball already. What is it like? Greater than, less than, net worth. Remember that, Norma? Like Ozzy versus yes Slayer, or this, or versus that. And net worth always blew my mind. Somebody like Kid Rock, you know, would be worth like three times what Ozzy Osbourne's worth. Yeah, um, man, it always blows my mind. I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it, it, a lot of times you find weird stuff like that, like Robert Kirkman. Six million or even twenty million, you know. Just I think Ozzy would have to be worth more because he's been around for forty years. Kid Rock's been around for like I, I, Ozzy would have to be richer than Kid Rock, right? Yeah. If I, if Kid Rock is wealthier than Ozzy Osbourne, then I'll never believe in anything again. I'll eat that, my goddamn shoe. That's a sham. <laughs> Ozzy's a, Ozzy's a damn <laughs> le- living legend. God, Ozzy Osbourne's awesome. Now, now let's speak of networks, all right? <laughs> now, now, I, w- I want to say something. I want to make a statement Fuck here for ZombieCast. Oh. Now, I've been transferring some ZombieCast money. We'll just put it at that. <laughs> From our great friends in South America of Gato Negro. Gato Negro. Gato Negro. And I transferred some money uh, to Ted. And when I transfer the money, it's dollar for dollar. Now, by God, Ted... I transferred some money to the great country of Canada this week. <laughs> oh, right. I actually and instantly, <laughs> instantly, the net worth of the money jumped. dropped 30%. Yeah. They, uh, it jumped to more money for us. That's how it works. But it took 30%. It was like U.S. dollar, and then it had Canadian dollar, and it lost 30%. No, no, no. The American right. 
the American dollar jumped thirty percent when it turned into Canadian. So when you when you got it, it was like it was an like, X amount, But I sent you an X amount of dollars. See, like if I sent you a thousand dollars, right? In yeah. Canadian, it would it was like seven hundred. No, that's not right. Sorry, no American dollars. That's what, are, that's what it showed up here though, and I was Canadian like, money is more. Yeah. Man, man, if you sent me a thousand American, it would be a thirteen hundred Canadian. Well, see, evidently something was messed up because it dropped thirty percent because of my hard drive. And I'm like, you know, I told Matt X amount of dollars from our sponsor, and it it's not that it's a lot less, but it did it come out right? I never did ask you. Yeah, it came out thirty percent more than what I was expecting. I was like, oh shit. Because your money is worth more. Yeah. But, but things are more expensive for you guys. I'm gonna mail you some money, Matt. Yeah, let's let's yeah, just, just experiment pay more. Pay all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, Matt, yeah, that's a good experiment. That's a very good experiment. Just keep sending, keep sending. Yeah. Why don't you PayPal me right now? Let's try it. PayPal me a hundred bucks, and I'll let you know what I get. <laughs> Matt, you just keep half the profits. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. Here's a here's a good place. Send it back. You, you got to cash it out, put it in an envelope, and mail it back to me. <laughs> oh, no, you're not giving me more money. It's just the translation. <laughs> Um, that's why I love getting paid in American dollars from American clients because the stated value of the job is always going to be higher in Canadian dollars. Stupid Americans. Yes. They're crooked, Ted. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> CRS. To the left or the right, never straight. Yeah, I, never, I never knew the S and CRS was a dollar sign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Kesha. But I swear, Matt, my heart dropped. I was like, yeah, I know it's right. Something's wrong. But as long as you got what you're supposed to get, that's good. I did. I got more. And then I went back into your PayPal. I reversed. I hacked your system. And I just yeah, drained yeah. the freaking account. <laughs> you're like the Russians, man. I'm like John Travolta in, uh, in that hacker movie. Swordfish. Uh, Swordfish. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like Wolverine in the hacker movie. <laughs> you know what? Holly I'm like, I'm like Halle Berry's boobs in that hacker movie. <laughs> that was like the draw to that movie, wasn't it? Yeah. Cool. Was, the whole marketing was Halle Berry's going to show her boobs. They gave her like <laughs> millions of dollars, to, and she's just sitting there in a chair by a pool. For, it's the most gratuitous nudity in movie history. Uh, well, I Matt, thought it was a good episode. Do you guys what? have Campbell's chunky soup up there? Uh, yeah, we do actually. <laughs> That's what I mean now, man. It's good. I actually know if it was in the Great America or if it was up there also. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's too salty. Sorry, I think they're fantastic as a Mary Callender of a chicken fettuccine. That's the bomb. What? The what? He said he's eating Campbell's. I mean, Mary Callender. Mary Callender's. I haven't heard wow. that name in a long time. Hey, guys. I made homemade dinner tonight. It was delicious. What was it? I made this incredible gnocchi uh, dish. With homemade uh, red sauce and spinach tossed in there. And homemade uh, Italian garlic and cheese bread. Nice. Ooh, cheese bread. And cheese Mm -hmm. bread. And I toasted in the toaster oven. And it paired really well with my Merlot Gatto Negro tonight. It was so good. I'm like, you know what? This tastes really good with wine right about now. And actually, it's funny because I like, like, Blue Apron and stuff, but there's a recipe that I didn't get a chance to try out because I canceled my account with them. Oh, do you and, do Blue Apron? Um, I've tried it here, there, yeah. um, but it gets pricey after a while. I really love the convenience of it being delivered straight to my home, and I don't have to buy anything. And some um, products or some ingredients, I should say, 
are kind of exotic. So if you don't make the meal often to buy a whole bottle of something mm-hmm. that you're only going to use maybe once every six months, seven months, it's probably not worth it. So it's much more worth it if you do it like through Blue Apron. Cool. And it comes with their meals. But there was one particular one that I was unable to do this week. So I was able to find it online, and it's really good. Clam chowder. Oh, always with the clams, Sean. Always, always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Say but it, Frenchie. Chowder. Really have, wa- have you ever watched that show, Chowder? I've watched a little bit of it. It's oh, man. It, it was that, that show that you talked to Glenn from The Walking Dead about, Stephen Young. Yeah. What, what cartoon was that? Adventure Time? Adventure Time. It, it yeah. was on like when that was big. Okay. But it was called Chowder, and there was a guy on there. He, he he had like a gray concrete head, and all he would say was water, 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 water. All right. But you ought to check it out. It's good. It's called Chowder. Chowder. Uh, hey, go <laughs> go to the factory to rescue your friend Eugene, only to find out he's turncoated. <laughs> Sounds to me like you could kick it back with a refreshing cut. <laughs> yes, yes. No, there's got to be one where the two girls are confessing like their love for Abraham. A little gatonator there. Having an awkward conversation with the ex-girlfriend of your murdered boyfriend? Why don't you celebrate with a toast of gatonegro? <laughs> having, having, to, having to apologize to a woman for getting her husband's head beaten in with a baseball bat? <laughs> Sounds to me like you need to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Trying to run a hilltop settlement, but pesky Jesus is trying to organize a resistance under your nose. Why don't you sit back in your chair <laughs> with a gatone? Are you a, you a horny single woman who has the heart for Jesus only to overhear him talking about all his ex-boyfriends? Sounds to me like you need a refreshing gatone, bro. Wash down your disappointment with it. Wash down your, wash away your disappointment with it. All right, it's my turn, guys. Can I go? Yeah, no, of course. Only me and Matt can do Gato Negro. Samuel L. Jackson was a Gato Negro in Pulp Fiction. Oh, Jesus Christ. No. Uh, well, there's it. That do good. That do good. Was that right? Here goes, here goes that that promotional deal. Ah, they know I'm Absolutely. kidding. The Gato Negro makes your wiener hard, guys. You strike a deal with trash. You're limp in the bed. Fighting a zombie with metal spears out of his head. Why don't you pour Gato Negro over your room? <laughs> oh, there was a lot of there was a lot of uh, ghetto Negroes in uh, in Moonlight. I tell you that. Oh my God, Moonlight! No. Hey, I, I, can I talk about something? Sure. As long as it's not a vaguely racist thing, yeah. Uh, they know I'm kidding. They, uh, I cannot stress enough. We took a family trip this weekend. Now, I know this is a horror show and zombie cast and The Walking Dead, Zombie Research Society. Everybody, whether you're a single man, blue-collar worker, you're a bodybuilder, you're a family man, you're a single woman, a single man, family man with kids. Everyone should go see Beauty and the Beast. Oh. I absolutely love this movie. I was not a fan of the cartoon. I'm not a fan of of Beauty and the Beast, but the movie, man, with the excitement and the songs and the. Draw tears. Oh, about draw tears to your eyes. I mean, it's a 
It's a fan. Yeah, I thought the Jungle Book was good. It also has the first gay character. Yeah, Ted, you. Re- yeah, but but it's it's not like what they say. It's just how do somebody you know acting. Gay? Like how do they? There's they no yes. Like- there's no. There's nothing like that. They, they, is, it, uh, is, it, is it a forced in PR stunt like they do with Overwatch, where they just no, it's the guy acting flamboyant in one scene. But just, because so, somebody dresses him up like a girl, and he's like, "Ooh," and and runs off, and that's so. It. If you didn't know he was gay, if you didn't weren't told by this tons of people would you know he's gay or is he just being just by his actions but he doesn't even say a word that's stupid because if that's the way you're gonna judge disney characters there's a lot of gay characters in disney if that's your benchmark for acting flamboyant and the other is the guy that plays uh the the voice of what's the snowman from frozen oh olaf Olaf, the guy that plays olaf is in it and he's kind of flamboyant acting but yeah but I mean, it's not like he holds anybody's hand or uh, – I, I don't know. I, I don't get it because, you know, what? I put a post out, and there's this dickhead friend that I went to school with that, that talked about trannies on my post. And I was like, you know, I don't, what, what do you mean tranny? I don't get it. it. It's just dumb, people going overboard because I was talking to some ex-coworkers, uh, and I was uh, – I ran into them on our way to CBD and Beast, and they're like, oh, yeah, you're going to see the – the, the faggot kiss and I was like oh, come <laughs> on man I mean it, it's just dumb everybody should go see Beauty and the Beast it's a fantastic movie and it's almost like a Broadway play and, and seeing it on opening weekend they would get you know it's a musical they sing all through right. it I didn't realize that it was a musical like that but after they do a lot of the numbers the the theater clapped like, like it was live performers up there but it was that good you want to clap that's awesome. But Matt, you gotta take MJ to see it and the kids. Yeah. You gotta well, see Xander it in the theater, man. So you got you gotta yeah. see it on the silver screen, man. With the group of people. I'll take see your it, word. It, it, it'll be just as good. Red boxing it or, or Metaflix. But with a group of people, <laughs> I, I think you feel the vibe of the songs and the dancing and the, the cha cha chas and the and, and the laughter and, and then you know the 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 darkness of the wolves, the beasts. But, but you need to see it. There's a lot of group laughs in it. You know, like some things you probably just wouldn't laugh at if you were just sitting on your couch watching it. But it's uh, definitely a group movie. You, you need, please take her to see it on the silver screen this weekend, Sean, Matt, but before it passes down. One of my favorite films, Sean, is Moulin Rouge. So you don't oh, have to sell me on God, no, no, what, what about all <laughs> the uh, interspecies romance that happens in that movie? The beastality. Well, she has Whatever a little beast it. baby, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He's like a 14-foot schlong. He's a beast. <laughs> no, nah, it's good, Matt. But you got to see it on the silver screen. Ted, nah, you, I don't need, see you need to go see it. You and your mom, you need to take your mom. No, I'm good. You like get your brother to watch your dad, and you all go see it. I'm good. I'm <laughs> telling you, man, it is good, Ted. I'm good. I'm, I, it, I really want you to see it. It ain't gonna last long because this Friday the new Power Rangers movie comes out and it's going to destroy oh, the shut beast. Up. No, I think Power... I think Beauty and the Beast broke a lot of records, didn't it? Power Rangers looks like a soulless CGI fest with Brian Cranston. Almost every theater. Have you my, seen the in, TV the show? The entire city of Greensboro was. Hold on, I'm talking. Sure. <laughs> Almost the entire city where I live was sold at every single showing. All yeah. three days this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was like, like a Broadway play. It was hard to get tickets. Yeah, people here. Yeah, I, I went, I went like six hours. 
Yeah, it's really, really good. It really is. Cool. I would just have to take some time for myself and sneak off and just go see it. Not, not your husband would like it, Norma. I'm not, Yo, Norm, you should take uh, Jason Voorhees on a little romantic There you go. Come on, getaway. Jason. Let's go. You know what? He would probably only go see it because of Emma Watson. He thinks she's, she's cute. but mm. you know, She is a lot hotter cute. now. I just not think nothing about her, but she, she really is hot now. The thick eyebrows. She's very pretty. Go see it, Ted. Go see it. But then I have to decide. It's got to be between Logan and Beauty and the Beast. So right now, Logan is winning. Logan's just a dumb name. I refuse to Logan, say it. definitely Logan. <laughs> because Logan has more claws than the beast. Logan's oh, the name of my niece, and she's adorable. Shut up. <laughs> okay. I, I want to see it. I'm just not more of a girly kind of movie. I do like the Disney movies, so that's why I want to see Beauty. I, I can't believe I haven't seen King Kong yet. That was one thing that me and the boys said we're going to go see, it, and that, I haven't seen it That's an awesome yet, movie. So. I, I, don't, I don't know whether to wait. It's already been out, what, three weeks? So, the way things go to the dollar house now, I don't, you know, in three weeks it could be at the dollar house. I don't know if I need to pay seventy bucks. What, 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 Matt? What should I do? Or you could watch it two times. Which, which movies are you choosing between? Uh, King Kong. Should, should I wait for the dollar house, or even though it's three weeks old, or should I pay the seventy dollars? Uh, wait for the dollar house. Unless you're like itching to go to a movie, then definitely go. Kong live. Scott Island. I would say I, go see that. Yeah. And stay after, and right. then stay for the credits after credits. Oh, that must be Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Little thing after the credits that's setting up. I the, saw a uh, great Disney movie just the other day, guys. It was called uh, Rogue One: A Star Wars Story. By the way, yeah, I finally saw that movie, and I know I'm super late to the party, but I think Star Wars Rogue One is a far better movie than Star Wars Eight. I I Star Wars I just. 7. Seven. I just enjoyed it way more. It was really good, right? It's, we just, it, to... it's a story in itself, and it's a full circle completion of a movie, if you know what I mean, Matt. And I it's didn't dark. Going this is probably the Plus darkest the Star Wars like, movie. I actually, the characters I felt weren't just toys, weren't just ads for toys. I felt like, oh, these are cool characters. Like, right. I, I was really into the the blind, uh, maybe he's a Jedi guy, yeah. and his partner. It, yeah, It was a complete story, you know what I mean? Yeah. Can't go any further. It's like I, I like it. It's like a master penis. Master penis. Well, master it's, a complete, penis. it's a complete story. That <laughs> I'm one with the force. Does, the force is with a, me. It does kind of abruptly end, though. It, it's like just suddenly over because it's it's going right into New Hope. Yeah, it's like um, we got the plans. It's over. Done. By the way, I talked to Ted about this. <laughs> I know we're almost done, but so this whole thing. Uh, spoilers, but I feel like that's stupid right now. So the whole thing is that. They needed to get plans to the Death Star, but only Jin knew that her father vaguely said something about a flaw. So after all this, the Rebels have the plans, but how do they know what that flaw is? And if the flaw is Be- that easy to find... Because Jin's father intentionally put the flaw in the plans. Intentionally. That's not what I'm asking, though. But, but so how come well, A, the Empire... For nothing. How, come, how come the Empire A hasn't... Figured out the flaw for themselves if it's that obvious. Well, I don't think they know there's a flaw. Maybe they they don't know there's one. Right. Okay. But That's after the... after that whole fracas, wouldn't uh, they be like, <laughs> oh, they stole our, they uploaded the plans to the Death Star. Maybe we should take a look into this. A. Well, well. But... Here's here's the thing I told you about. You know, like a New Hope takes place like the next day. Yeah. And you remember at the end of a New Hope, which in in the time of the t- in the timeline, the time 
Luke attacks the Death Star is like, what, two days later, maybe? Yeah. After this, well, you remember right before it, when the Rebels are attacking, the guy goes up to Grand Moff Tarkin and says, you can analyze their attacks, sir, there is a danger. You know, and says, we need to uh. evacuate, and Grand Moff Tarkin says, evacuate on a moment of triumph. <laughs> You're cutting uh, out on me a bit. Yeah, where'd he go? Where'd he go? You do. I don't know if you know this, Matt, or if you knew this before you saw the movie, but the Abner, Admiral, I can't remember his name. <laughs> he was actually CGI'd through the whole movie because he yeah. was already passed. I, I, yeah, I, I was talking about this as well. I think if I, someone didn't tell me he was CGI, I would have maybe not noticed. But knowing he was CGI, I could totally tell. Yeah, we had no idea. I'm like, man, that guy is still around. Like, it didn't. I didn't put two and two I, together. And I, so, I mean, like, no, knowing him, better than the Ninja Turtles. Knowing him, and then seeing the CGI version, you can you could tell by the quality. Well, I, no, that, I have, well, you guys hear me now? Did I get cut off a second ago? Yeah, yeah you're good. Yeah. Oh, what I was saying is, at the end of A New Hope, the Empire, an Imperial officer does go up to Grand Moff Tarkin and say, "We've we've done an analysis, and we there is a danger. They they found a weakness. So it's like they the Empire does realize there's a weakness. They just yeah. realize it in the next movie. I think I'm just I'm just stuck on that. So the rebels have the plans, but so what? Jin never really told them where to look. Well, they is, didn't. It, well, she she told them. Well, she doesn't know, but she tells them there's a weakness. Gets them the plans, and can't you just deduce that they analyzed it? Out from found there. it? No, Ted, I can't. He, he, <laughs> yeah, he put the weakness there on purpose to get back out of the Empire. I know, God him. damn it. I, know. <laughs> I mean, he said, she said, it, the guy, the father told her, Come said, on, if, Matt. You, if you get hit the hit the core, it'll cause a chain reaction that'll shut down the whole system. So they looked at the plans and found the found an exhaust port, said, oh, we shoot a missile down here, we'll hit it. I mean, Matt, why, why is that so hard case, to follow? I got Matt, in case questions. you didn't know, her dad Maybe told her there was a flaw there. Okay, but guys, I thank you, Norma. But for I got one question I just don't understand. Did her father intentionally put a flaw in the Death Star? He and, okay, the plan was, Matt, because he was abducted against his will to build this thing. So he thought if they abduct me and they killed my wife, I'm gonna build it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna conspire and make it so they can get they can it can be blown up. Yeah, he totally did it on purpose, Matt. Yeah, I was kidding. I know you were kidding. Okay. Which was genius, though, because people for 30, 40 years have said, why would the Empire have this Death Star with such a stupid design flaw in it? Well, this movie, very brilliantly, I thought, said the design flaw was on purpose. Well, you know, it makes sense, though, Ted, once you mention it, they did have enough information to go. It's a vent next to a core reactor, so I guess that helped them narrow it down. Oh, good lord. Matt, and, Ted, you know what? I mean, Matt. <laughs> what? Did Jen look... For me, the whole time... For, through the first half of the movie, I was like, "Man, Jen's eyes look." Does she remind you of Norma Annie? Her eyes, a uh, uh-huh. little bit, yeah. I think it was spitting. I mean, like identical, man. Her eye, the way her eyes are, and Norma's eyes. I was like, "Man, it looks just like Norma." Ooh, nice compliment. Thanks. That's well, um, I, I don't know, but I had a fr- I saw that movie with two friends, and I had a friend that didn't even. He's not that big of a Star Wars guy. He did not know Peter Cushing had passed away, and he had no clue that Peter Cushing was CGI. It's crazy. We, like, the mattress, you know that main admiral guy was, he's like, what? Oh. So we got we got another burning question in chat, Ted, Mr. Defend Star Wars. <laughs> so we're talking about, like, this flaw is just, it's events that you shoot into a thing. How come he didn't just send along, like, just 
a Word document with that pilot just says, like, <laughs> here's a picture of where the vent is. Shoot here. I don't know. A story, Matt. <laughs> I mean, what do you want me to say? It had to be an event. And, you There's know, a story. They needed to make something that will last like, for two hours. Because Matt, what, like, like, what, what, would, be the, what would be the point of stealing the plans if they just said – Force the, the pilot that escaped just comes out with a piece of paper with like a drawing, like a like a little pencil drawing with an arrow says shoot here, and they just hand it to they hand it to Jin Urso, and she goes, oh, now I guess we don't need to go steal the plans. Good enough. <laughs> Make it about something else then. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you bring this movie up because we were just discussing this. Um, you know, my don't family stop and I Star Wars Matt. during dinner last night or dinner, yes, and it was just. Such a great movie. It's one of those movies, and this is a completely big spoiler. That um, So if you haven't watched this and you don't plan on watching it just yet, don't listen to the next three seconds. That um, that it doesn't have quite a happy ending. No. That everybody we come to meet has some crazy demise along the way. It's so, like a chain reaction. Like everybody yeah. has like a horrible death scene. Um, so I, we thought that was really good cause it makes, um, it made the story that much better. You know, not the, the main characters don't always have to survive every story. At least Johnny well, Chen's character had a, why would these, why, least... why would these characters that are such a big part of the rebellion not be seen in a new hope? They, wouldn't they still be fighting? Well, that's, that's why they're all dead. Right. Cause why wouldn't Jin Erso still be kicking Cat Cassie and Andor would be like, okay, I'm going, I'm going to fly on the Millennium Falcon in, in Empire Strikes Back. Like they'd have to, they had, they needed a reason why that none of them were around. Was that guy a Jedi, the blind guy? Is that what we're supposed to believe? I think he was force sensitive, but he wasn't uh, a Jedi. Mm-hmm. Jedi of light. He had been protecting the, uh, uh, him and his buddy. They protected the the Kyber crystal mines. I think were the the crystals that build the lightsabers. They were the last two guardians of the mines and the Empire. I thought it was neat that the Empire. The, the laser on the Death Star is actually just a big lightsaber blade because it uses the same crystals yeah. that lightsabers use. True. That's so they had a lot of neat little things. No, it was a fantastic movie, despite not making sense a little bit. But it was uh, – I, I just – I enjoyed it a lot more. It had a lot more heart. It was well, like it's, this... it, it is a lucky thing for the Empire that all, uh, they just happened to recruit old Luke Skywalker two days later who had enough force ability to fire a torpedo down that tiny hole. They'd have been screwed <laughs> if that chain of events hadn't happened. Right. All right, let's wrap it up so I can eat some chips. So I can go sleep and crash. Next 72 hours are going to be busy. Oh, why? What are you up to? Um, I'm babysitting, and I've got after work courses that are going to last late, and I've got the B team. So there's a lot of stuff that I have to crunch in in the next 72 hours. All right, we'll crunch away. Crunch, 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 crunch. And so will Matt. He'll be crunching his chips in about 10 minutes. I'm, I'm waiting on that call, guys. I went for my callbacks for that uh, video game audition last week. Nice. It's, it's down from a couple hundred people to me and three guys. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's, are you nervous? I mean. I'm super nervous. It's going to be. So, it, I, it's just the opportunity just to. Because they said, like, the process is they've rented out, like, a gigantic, like, sound room. Where it's just no one's mic'd up. They're just going to get us to actually do the acting and record okay. us to get like a more like real feel to it. So ah, it would be so neat to do. So wish me luck. Very cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Any moment now. Any moment. Call him, call him. Okay. Best, best decision ever. Call him. 
<laughs> Sorry. Daddy you get a FaceTime call over and over and over and over from one of Lyndon's friends. Well, why is he FaceTiming you? Well, it, we all use the same Apple ID, so when they try to FaceTime Lyndon, his phone's dead. His buddy, it's ringing the MacBook. Time to show him the dipper. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you're going to call me? Well, check this out. Yeah, but guys, let's get to the wrap-up show. Sorry I was late, but uh, fun show, guys. And also, one thing that I'm really going to need is I go on a field trip for three days in two weeks. It's the fifth grade trip. They used to do a D.C. trip. Okay. Uh, the school would go to Washington, D.C., and they no longer do that, so we are going camping, canoeing, hiking, ropes courses, all kinds of crazy stuff uh, for Linden. And it's two weeks from tonight, which is the finale for The Walking Dead. Oh, no. So I really, really am hoping this one time that we could do an instant reaction show in Tiger Streamislav. Tiger, is there a show on all games 10 o'clock on Sunday? Um, Nope. I'm not going to be able to do it live. It did not uh, work last time. No, I don't think you meant do you, do you meant, like, yeah, I mean like a show afterwards. Do you need you to do oh, a like video or a show after? <laughs> I could do that. I could come on Sunday right after the episode and talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean like, like 10.05 after the finale, us do a live zombie cast. Good 40 minute, 30 minute. Uh, because I will not be here that Monday. I will be uh, in the mountains. Uh, with uh, in charge of six kids, the whole fifth grade class is going. But I, I'm a chaperone for oh my uh, six God. kids. This, this is like that Daniel Stern movie, Bushwhacked. You're serious? <laughs> no, it's going to be like the one that Kane Hodder's in, Hatchet. That's what we're aiming for. I could do Sunday night, yeah, for sure. Well, we'll talk about it off. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about yeah. it off air. But uh, you know, so so plan zombies after the finale of The Walking Dead. We're we're gonna try. To do a live instant reaction show here on all games. So uh, as soon as it's over, the Big Bang, uh, all that stuff, uh, we'll be able to instantly talk about it. So uh, you can come and vent, and uh, whenever Rick Grimes and Daryl dies uh, by the hands yeah, when, of when Simon. The, when the disappointment happens, we'll have live instant reaction. Yeah, yeah, but uh, uh, look for that planet market on your calendars. We're not definite, but... Uh, Hopefully we'll be live right after that, uh, just this one time. Please, please, please. please. Uh, but let's get to the wrap-up show. Mr. Romalate, where can people find you? You can find me uh, on all games. Um, Mondays with ZombieCast News, Tuesday with the B-Team, and Thursday with Knuckleballer Radio. This Thursday, you got to come join us. I have a really fun challenge set up for the guys. They have no idea <laughs> what it is. They have been having their special little care packages, um, yeah. teasing them. So... Come join us. We will have a live video thanks to um, SG. And um, come find me on Twitter under Normie, Normie477 and on Xbox Live under Normie Bug, which I'm at level 80 on Gears of War 4. So 20 more, 20 more uh, levels to go to reach 100. Nice, nice, nice. Mr. Tadakin, where can people find you, buddy? Tadakin on everything. T-E-D-A-K-I-N. The end. Nice. And Matt, we've missed you the last couple of weeks. It's nice having you back. Nice to be back. Well, you can the last find two? you. Yeah. Yeah. See, Ted didn't even notice. Oh. Thanks, Ted. Appreciate that. 
Mm-hmm. Hey, no problem. Uh, you can find yeah. me on uh, Matt McFly, M-A-T-T-O-M-C-F-L-Y. Sorry, I don't know why I spaced. Uh, and the No Sleep Podcast every Sunday. I'm doing some shows on that. And, of course, on this lovely podcast as well. Yep. And I got to say, I was on a Stitcher the other day, and the No Sleep is back in rhythm. And of all, all the millions of shows in the world of podcasts, Matt is on, uh, like, the top ten of all of them with the No Sleep podcast. Beating Nerdist, beating Leo Laporte, beating Kevin Smith. Uh, dude, that thing is kicking ass. It's a, it's a, I, I'm biased, but it's, I love it. If you if you've listened to it, it's just it's just fun horror stories. Yeah. And they do such a good production quality with it. It's it's a well, lot you, of fun. I mean, because you go to all shows, not a genre, all shows. I mean, and Adam Carolla and all you know. That's crazy. You guys I didn't even know that. Killing it, man! Killing it. Nice. So, uh, congrats, it. Matt. And uh, and you know what? If uh, if Matt uh, gets this gaming job and no sleep and leaves us here at ZombieCast, we'll be all lonely. I won't leave you guys. I'll fit you guys you in somehow. You better. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter.com slash FreemanDaddy5. My Xbox One gamer tag is FreemanDaddy7. And uh, go leave us a review if you like what you're listening to. Uh, go leave us a review. It helps us. And uh, you know what? That's like cash in hand. On iTunes and Stitcher and places like that. So uh, leave us a you know five star review, a good review. Uh, let us know how you feel about ZombieCast. Uh, and be sure to like us on Facebook, search ZombieCast, and over on the social media is uh, Twitter is at ZombieCast World. And click that banner up top. Follow each individual host. And uh, if you want to directly contact ZombieCast, it's info at ZombieCast.net. Info at ZombieCast.net is our email. As we love. Uh, Talking to all zombies. You know, it's always yeah. nice uh, when people Absolutely. reach out and stuff. Uh, but on behalf of the Mighty All Games Radio Network, Mr. Norma Latte, Tedekin, Mighty McFly, and myself, Freeman Daddy Five, <laughs> call episode 244 of ZombieCast. Total rap, guys. Total rap. Total 244. 244. We are six away from 250. Gato Negro. Hey, my dad had a little gato nade on his arms, right, Ted? What? Uh, yes, I saw that picture. Yeah, it was cute. I took a little picture. I don't know, Sean. It was a picture of my dad with a little gato nade on his arms, and Ted's like, oh, gato nade. I'm like, you're right. It is a little black cat. Why are senior Bracewell got got the negro in his drawers? He's got a big... Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.